and welcome to the Empowerment and Courage podcast. We are your hosts, Ellie and Coco, and we speak to professional athletes so that they can inspire you with their stories. We talk about what's beyond the success, things like the challenges and adversity they had to face, and their advice to anyone with big dreams. In our last episode of this season, Ellie speaks with Julie Van Loo. She's a professional basketball player, part of the Belgium national team, and is currently playing for Zaragoza in Spain. Hi, Julie, and uh, welcome to our podcast. It's great to have you here. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, of course, of course. It's it's nice to have you finally. And um, I was thinking just to start off, maybe you could introduce yourself a little bit and just tell us kind of, you know, who you are and what it is that you do. Um, so I'm Julie Van Lu. I'm from Belgium. I'm 27 years old and I'm a professional athlete uh, basketball. I play for the national team of Belgium and I play in Spain at the at this current moment in Zaragoza. Yes, yes, exactly. So, I mean, when did you first start playing basketball and, and why did you start? Um, I, it was at a very young age. I was four years old um, and I was already dribbling the ball inside. Every time we went to a store, I was I was asking my mom if I could have a ball and uh, my mom just went crazy. She was just like, I'm going to put you in a, a basketball school. And that's actually <laughs> how it started. You know, I went there when I was four years old and I never, I never stopped. You know, I tried a lot of other sports, but the love for basketball was always uh, really big. Yeah, yeah, because I was going to say, I know that you're a big fan of soccer as well. You play quite a lot of soccer or football, whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, what other sports did you play aside from yeah, soccer and um, basketball? I tried a lot of things like I tried as uh, athletics I was, I was really quick um, and I am still although I'm a little <laughs> bit older now but I'm still quick uh, I tried swimming I tried rope skipping um, and of course I tried I, I still do um, played soccer and I must say that's uh, that my passion is uh, as high as it is for basketball as it is for soccer there's those are my two sports that really have half my heart and half my heart I think Okay, okay. Yeah, because you said in the end it was kind of, I mean, yeah, you fell in love with basketball. That was the thing that you chose. But do you know, like, why you chose basketball over any of the other sports? Or? Well, I don't, I don't know. I think um, I, I, I didn't go into a team with soccer um, at a young age, which I did with basketball. Mm-hmm. And um, soccer was more like on the streets with my friends at school. And I just learned the skills there. And apart from that, I was just playing basketball um already in a club and I'm, and I was dedicated to it and I loved it and I never really I never really I would say wanted to like say hey let me quit basketball and let me just try soccer it never really came up to my mind because uh, mm-hmm. I was just having fun besides basketball in the gym I was just having fun outside on the streets you know because we we are a different generation mm-hmm. than the young ones now we didn't have phones we were just outside until the sun was going down and hoping <laughs> it was not raining um like I didn't know PlayStation and all that the only thing I had was a little Game Boy and my mom gave it <laughs> yeah. to me every Friday night that's the only time I could play on it so I was just playing soccer outside all the time so I never really thought of trying it until I was I think 12 or 13 I, every Wednesday I went with a, a boys team to play soccer mm-hmm. um, and I don't know I just loved it and uh, the funny part was that I was playing basketball with um 
my coach and the the coach of the soccer team was the brother of the coach of the basketball team mm. so i had okay. the two brothers as a coach <laughs> and the co basketball coach he was getting mad at the brother he was like don't take my player because i don't want her to get injured <laughs> he's very talented and blah 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 so they just told me i was very talented in basketball and i was just like okay let me just continue with that you know okay so that's kind of why you decided to go that route yeah 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 i never really consider going for a career in in, in um in soccer because at a very young age i was already with the national team i was already mm -hmm. playing with the first team like at a very young age i was already playing with the olders playing with a better team playing with like mm -hmm. there was already um outspoken that i was a good player you know i mm -hmm. knew already at a young age that there is something i can do with this you know so Okay, so yeah, you had people telling you obviously that you were talented, you could really uh, become really good, you were a good player. At what time would you say that you felt yourself that, okay, this is what I want to do, like I want to become a professional basketball player and do it for a living? Mm, I would say at a very young age, I think when I was 14, mm -hmm. when I was 14, 15, because when I was 15, uh, I was called up for the national team seniors um, to play with them when I was 15. So I, obviously that was very young. At a young age, I had to grow up very quickly. And, and then you just realize, okay, I can make my living out of this. And that's the only thing that I want. And it, it, it kind of got, I'm not going to say it got bad at school, but I was getting less and less interested in school because mm -hmm. I was just so focused on basketball. Um, I was just practicing every day. And the only thing that interest me in, in school was languages because I knew I, I needed them to go to other countries and then mm -hmm. when it was history or mathematics I didn't care so yeah at a very young age I knew what I, I always knew what I wanted as I think since I was born I always know what I want I'm very like uh, goal orientated you know yeah. I always know what I want I'm just I'm not a person that just wanders around and live without a goal you know mm -hmm. it's not it's not me yeah, so you already had your mindset quite early then. And did you know from the beginning, like, was it, would you say, like a dream to become um, a professional basketball player? Or did you know already that, okay, this is what I want to do and I know that I can make it? Or when did you know kind of that, okay, this can actually become, you know, my life? It was definitely a dream. Like, to be honest, mm. I always dreamed of doing the thing that I like every single day. Um, and yeah. as when I got older... I started to realize that it was really possible, you know, when you play European championships uh, with your own age and you see that you're, you're, you can be the MVP, you're getting in the best five of the, of the European championship. Like when you're young, sometimes you get so many rewards and, mm -hmm. and you need to go, you, you need to be careful how you um, go with it. You know, sometimes you can, it can, it can break you because you think you're already the best and all that. Mm -hmm. um or it can either make you and say like oh my god yeah i can do something with this let's let's work harder and let's let's try to see what we can do um but it was always a dream i wouldn't say that i was sure um because i was just you know i was just playing ball in belgium and i was just <laughs> balling out and i just loved it because i had no worries i like really yeah. was a young i was a kid without worries i didn't care i was very very fearless in everything i did never overthink never yeah it was just I was just doing my thing and then all of a sudden the chance came and I was like yes my dream just came through so I was it was more of a dream slash a goal mm -hmm. than knowing that I would be able to do it like it comes with a dream yeah. then you see oh I'm actually good and then oh opportunities are coming and oh yeah like it's it goes with steps but it definitely yeah. all started with a dream definitely definitely 
Okay. Okay. And I read as well that um, you were originally supposed to maybe go to the U.S. right to actually play basketball. Yeah. yeah at Iowa yeah. State uh, University. Absolutely. But I understand that never happened. I mean, was this part of the dream as well and maybe a way of, you know, <laughs> it was a big dream. Like yeah. the, the dream for me was was going to college and after that okay. um, play professional like overseas or WNBA, whatever, yep. whatever was the goal that could come out of that. And um, it's a funny story because it's <laughs> because of school that I couldn't I couldn't make it. Um, okay. Everything was said and done. They had my locker ready, had my jersey ready. I was ready to, to go to America. And in July, in the middle of July, when everything was said and done, I think I got a phone call and they said, listen, your school is not enough. You know, they, the NCAA will not let you in. And I'm like, so I just saw my dream fall apart. You know, mm -hmm. you just because and I was I was kind of mad at myself, too, because I, I, I didn't care about school and I should have been caring more about school um, because it's important. You see, to go into a college, I needed to, um, yeah, to succeed in a, in a couple of more grades and um and they said yeah you can come to high school for a year and blah 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 and I was like nah they're like no it's, everything happens for a reason this must mm -hmm. be not my time there must be another road ready or another path ready for me this is what it is you know but definitely was a hard um a hard moment in my life um mm -hmm. but after that I went professional ball like I had an opportunity to go to France at a very young age I was 19 and then mm -hmm. everything changed since then so if you think about it If I go to college four years, I don't earn any money. But if I was ready four years and uh, playing as a professional ball, when I earned way more money than I would earn in college. And, yeah. you know, it's all pros and contras. It all depends. So I never know how it would be if I would go to college. But it definitely was a goal. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking, too, like you said, like WNBA, maybe college was kind of, you know, a step towards maybe playing there yeah. afterwards and everything. But I mean, like you said, everything happens for a reason. So now you yeah. ended up where you are today because of that so yeah because I, I changed a lot with the mindset of like uh, I want to be this and I want to be the best and I want to mm -hmm. be there and I want to play in this team and I want to play blah 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 like I'm not like that like I used to be like that I used to have this mindset where I wanted to be um I don't know like I wanted to be playing for the best team or playing this or play. like I just it's just different now because I, I've seen a lot through throughout my career Mm -hmm. that now it's just I want to be happy and when I'm happy I play at my best and then other opportunities come because this is more who I am and this is what I need as a player and mm -hmm. then I play at my best it's, and when I try to like I don't know set different goals um, it, it gives me it gives me I don't know I wouldn't say anxiety but it gives me stress it gives me failures it gives me like yeah thinking you can trust people and all that like throughout your career you just you just you think differently for me yeah no but that makes sense of course I mean everything that you go through and everything that happens it kind of shapes you into who you are today so that that definitely makes yeah. sense it's just a it life isn't like it's unfair it, it's a it's a hard world it's a business world it's politics like I've seen a lot of things happen uh, in front of my eyes that um Yeah, inner peace and, and happiness is for me the highest level to success. Um, mm -hmm. And since I've been thinking like that, it's been working really well. So, um, yeah, it's just it changed my mind a lot. Of course, of course. And I wanted to go back and speak a bit about what you said, because when you were 19, then instead of going to the U.S., you signed your first pro contract. So that was in, in France. 
And I mean, after that, you've been playing for, you know, teams in many different countries. You've been to Sweden, Italy, um, Turkey, Australia. And now, like you said, you're in Zaragoza in, in Spain. So, I mean, what has this been like during your career? You've obviously been traveling to a lot of different places um, and lived in a lot of different places worldwide. I mean, how has this been for you? I, when I was when I was younger, I just wanted to um set like a path for myself and mm -hmm. be like okay let's start in france let's start in monteville um like a good team but not like a great team just so i just get a lot of minutes like it was a great opportunity it's a club that always like creates young players and get them to 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 better teams so i was mm -hmm. there for two years and then i got the the opportunity of um Lulea, sweden which um yeah, it was the the best year so far and will never change um i took the championship there had one of my best years ever and my career exploded after that year in Sweden. I had a great team in the, in the Italy, um, mm -hmm. doubled my salary from Sweden. Like it was the perfect steps that I did. And, um, and then I choose uh, blindly for the money after that, uh, instead of staying in Italy, I went to Turkey. Um, and I choose for the money because there was a lot of money waiting for me there. Mm -hmm. And I, I had so much bad luck there with the fact that all the foreigners got injured. I was there with the kids and they pay, they paid my money cash. <laughs> it was mm -hmm. it was a horrible situation where I yeah. got my money cash and I was losing every game and I was like where am I where am I what am I doing? Yeah. So I changed teams um and then from there it just it it's it, the thing is that as a professional athlete like you don't choose your path easily. Like it all depends on um the coach what he wants, the you're, do you have injuries? How did you play in the season? Like, it's it's not that you can say, oh, now I want to go there, now I want to go there. And sometimes in some different, some moments, you have no choice. Like, after my year in um, in France, um, so I went from Turkey, I went back to France for half season. After that, like, I, I didn't have a lot of, I didn't have a lot of opportunities. So there came, there was an opportunity in Hungary. And I just took it because I was mm -hmm. like, okay, the money is good. It's it's actually a good team. Let's let me take it. You know, it's not that I oh let me I want to go to Hungary because oh yeah. that's a dream or whatever. No, it's not. It's just I need to go re 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 rebuild myself in Hungary and then we go again. You know, because that's how mm -hmm. you go. You go again and you you fall and you rebuild and you fall and you rebuild and in the beginning you you bounce back a little slowly, but then you get used to the 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 setbacks. You know, so I went to mm -hmm. Hungary. And then after that, Hungary, I said to my agent, like, I'm, I'm, I'm done with Europe. I want to go to Aussie. And it's been always a dream to go to Australia and to discover that league because it's one of the best leagues. And he was like, okay, let me see if they're interested in you because they were already after the World Cup. And that's how I went to Aussie. And that's, that's for example, was a goal for me to go to another country because I'm, I'm a globetrotter. Like, I want to yeah. discover <laughs> all cultures, all people, like, all the way they live and like I can tell you from every country what what how they like how they like it's it's nice to have. Mm -hmm. And then from Aussie, I went back to Sweden because my season was only six months. So I been, went back to Sweden because that was the plan before I went to Aussie. Because I said to my agent, I want to go to Aussie and I want to go back to Sweden, because it's been in back of my mind to go back there get another mm -hmm. championship. And then Corona came, you know. Yeah. So. So that's how it was. And then Spain, um, like actually, I was I was about to go back to Sweden. Because mm -hmm. that was the obvious plan. Like I, I talked to the club too in Sweden. Like my ass is coming back. I left mm -hmm. so many stuff there too. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, my agent said, "Listen, Julie, you have a great opportunity in Spain, and can you're 27, and they can still like 
boost your career in, in, in a way that you don't even realize it. Um, Sweden is too soon for you now. Um, yeah. With all my respect, he was like, you, you can play there forever. Like you, you will be able to come back and get championship after championship, but now you cannot say no to that opportunity. And it was a pain in my heart because I was not ready to leave Sweden, but <laughs> I have to push my career as much as I can for now. Um, Cause yeah, it's it's gonna gonna end sooner than I than I realize, you know. Cause with injuries and who knows, I ever want to be pregnant or with Corona, everything yeah. can just change, you know. So mm. that's a little bit how my career went. But I love I, I love <laughs> like period. I love traveling. I love discovering the countries. I'm I get bored easily. Um, as in like I get like for for example Hungary. I was bored there. Like I, it would I wouldn't stay there for another two years, even if the team was good or the league or ever. Like no, I don't. I want to discover the world. I want to yeah. see. I want to see different league, different players, different um, way of living, and all that. Um, but if the, if things goes well here in Zaragoza and I feel fine, I would stay. Though if I really feel like this is the place where I feel like at peace and all that, hmm. I would stay. Yeah, of course. I mean that's amazing. Like you said, you've been to so many different places, and I can imagine that's that's really cool to discover discover new countries, new cultures. But has that ever been difficult, though, for you? Because you said you can't always choose where you want to go. It's kind of what happens in your career. But maybe sometimes you go places where you don't know anybody, you don't speak the language. I mean, how have you dealt with that? It's every time like that. I, I barely know people. Like going to the other yeah. side of the world last year in Aussie with a time difference where you cannot really talk to your parents or your friends was mm -hmm. the biggest challenge of my life. But I wanted to do it. I wanted to test myself. I wanted to get to know another part of me that I'd never been challenged to do. And it's it's always hard. It's definitely hard. I'm, I can't. I won't. I won't say that it's um, it's always um perfect uh, path and you're like oh I met only nice meet only nice people and all that it's like since I've been in Sweden um it was such a perfect year with such perfect people I think that I was looking for another situation like that throughout okay. my career like I was um, traveling from that country to that country hoping to find finally a situation that I had in Sweden where I was respected not that I'm not respected in other teams but just the way they knew me they knew how I played and they never put me in a box they said this is Julius this is how you play so you're gonna play like that because that's gonna give us a championship and I was looking for teammates and 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 coaches and and clubs like that you know and mm. it was hard to find because yeah some coaches wanted that some other teams wanted that and then the club was like this and they were and I was like oh, they're not like <laughs> they're not like real you know and and i yeah. just have to accept that that it's never gonna be like that again every club is different you know mm. um so i think that the year in sweden made me look so hard for it again which is which yeah. is is like almost impossible you know you can you can live your day today and try to do exactly the same tomorrow it's never gonna be the same well how hard you even try it's never gonna be the same so i had to accept that and and in order to that move on from from that you know that mm. you will never have that perfect year of and course it, trust me in sweden it wasn't perfect because it was dark there yeah it was cold there <laughs> but it was just a good situation you know it's not First. where you are it's with who you be and who you're mm -hmm. surrounded with and how you feel inside that makes the country all of a sudden amazing you yeah. know um but it's definitely hard I, i'm going to to countries where i don't know nobody and the the hardest part for me is getting to know everybody mm -hmm. because you deal with a lot of fake people you deal with a lot of yeah I'm not gonna say bitches because that's a hard word to say <laughs> um but you, you yeah. mean people let's say it like that you you meet 
with very nice people, but it takes time. You 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 can't just get to know them in one day. You got to play a game with them. You got to lose a game with them. You got to um, have a quarantine now. See how the team will react to that. Like there's so many things in the season that you get to know your people. Of and course. that part for me is the hardest part because you just don't know. You're like, hmm. And that's something that I, I, I'm thinking about now that I'm older. It's like, oh, I'm tired of doing that. Hmm. Opening up myself. And I'm, I'm an open book. Like, I like to be surrounded by people. I like to be myself. But it makes yeah. me vulnerable. It makes me vulnerable because people see how I am. And they can use that against me. And I always said to myself, Julie, be, be less of an open book. Be, be closed up. Like, mm-hmm. look from the tree down to see how everybody is. But I'm like, no, I want to be nice to everybody. And I want to have fun with everybody and I want everybody to be nice and but yeah and I'm makes it difficult. I'm, but I'm just yeah and mm. I'm just not like that I don't want to be looking from a three looking down like who how's everybody so that's something that I'm I'm I want to come back to a team where everybody knows me yeah so that's that's why for example going back to Sweden for me was so important because I know that that club knows me, yeah who I am how I am in every situation mm. so I of left course. clubs where I feel like they still don't know me Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine it's like that as well. When, like you said, you maybe don't stay for that long in one place. You have to travel. You stay for a few months. The season it's difficult as well when you don't have too much time in one place to actually get to know people and the club and everything. It doesn't yeah. make it easier, at least. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. And I mean, you said before as well that you've been part of the Belgian national team for a long time. I'm guessing maybe it's a little bit different there because. Um, there you probably have, you know, more of your friends, you have the coaches, you maybe have a different structure than the other teams that you play with throughout your career. because that's been more of a constant maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been with them since I was 15. Uh, obviously mm-hmm. we've been through highs, we've been through lows, but yeah. last year's have been through amazingly high, uh, mm-hmm. moments together. And of course I know this girl since I was a kid, most of them, I really know since I was a kid, I know the coach since I was eight years old, he was the coach, uh, <laughs> with the team and the brother in the soccer team um, yeah. I know players yeah since I was eight years old and it just it creates a bond um, it's different and it's just it's your own language it's your it's your country it's your proud like it's it's a whole different um uh it's a whole different thing I feel like yeah. when you go now that I'm like the last let's say the last three years three four years like I earned my respect in uh in um different abroad in different countries so every mm-hmm. time i arrive like i already have the the status of this is julie this is our starting mm-hmm. point guard and she will decide a lot of her plays like you come there and you feel like okay this is this is nice but with yeah. the national team it's different because you always have to prove yourself again and again mm-hmm. because you have new players coming in and all that like it's it's different though you like you're it's it's a different way of approaching it you know because when you come like when i came here to zaragoza I I I wasn't stressed to like prove myself here because I know that I know my worth. I came here to be the point guard, the starting point guard. I'm gonna play a lot, and my job here is to, um, yeah, lead the team. You know, mm-hmm. and then the national team is just you you gotta you gotta prove yourself because you're playing against the best players of the, of the country all the time, yeah. and and everybody is important. Like you have a def- a different role. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a total different. Uh, perspective you know yeah exactly more of a maybe not pressure situation but yeah you definitely feel like you have to prove yourself in a different way yeah again and again again and again like i was out of the of the um squad uh for the 
Olympics and mm-hmm. I never ever expected that to happen it was the darkest period of my life but it happened so it just shows that you're never sure of your position although I was there for 10 years 12 even and you're never sure so that's the difference with um, I feel like national team you gotta yeah reprove yourself mm-hmm. I mean yeah, for me it was like that you know like it changed it changed a little bit after what happened that things changed a little bit you know before I was I was like, yes, uh, it's amazing. And we had the amazingly highs and now, but now that everything that happened for me, it broke my heart and I'm like rebuilding. I'm mm-hmm. I'm reconstructing my heart when it comes <laughs> to national team, but it's definitely one of the, the, the coolest things to do. Like I, my heart is with the national team. Like I've been the most, the best memories are, with the national team like it's it's amazing how when we played the world cup and we won spain at their place like it's just it i can't even explain that the feeling you have when you win with mm-hmm. your country or with your club here in spain it's amazing too now don't get me wrong but the no, country though different it's i can't explain to you it's different it's just your heart is just it's your country can't ex- mm-hmm. can't, can't really put it in words no, exactly. I mean, I would like to say that I can relate. I can't really, but I mean, obviously, I know that you've been working really hard with the team for many years to really, you know, uh, play well together. You um, took the bronze medal at the 2017 Eurobasket, then finished fourth at the 2018 World Championship. So, I mean, all of these, all of the success that you had together, it must have felt like a dream. And then, obviously, like you said, being able to represent your country, it's been a lot of good things that you've been able to create yeah. together with the national team. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's one of the best things that um that happened to me is the the bronze medal and the fourth place at the World Cup. It's just mm-hmm. memories that's never gonna that's never gonna get out of my brain, and I can't wait to tell that to my kids <laughs> later. You know, I played against yeah. Diana Taurasi, or I played against Brittany Griner, and we almost won them. Like we mm-hmm. were with them for for almost the whole game. Yeah, of course. Of course, that's awesome. And like you said, I mean, obviously, um, now like this year was quite difficult for you when you weren't, you know, a part of the squad for the Olympic qualification. Um, but how, I mean, where are you at right now with all of this? Because obviously, I'm not sure how it works now when the Olympics has been postponed, but do you for sure have your, have your spot now? How is it going to work? Um, mm, to be honest, like, I'm never going to be sure of my spot again. Okay. I'm sure about that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've been, I I don't know if I, I'm, I told myself that I'm never going to be sure. And I'm watching this thing now from that perspective. And it's hard and it's different and it's difficult. And it's, it's, it's like I say, do I respect it? Yes. Do I understand it? No. And I'll never will. And which athlete will ever understand why they're not playing? Tell me one athlete that's going to say yes. Um, uh, I, I, if you don't play, you're always asking like, why? why and you're trying to figure it out and you're trying to look for a reason and you're trying to like but it's something that for me it's hard to to understand because it was always also in my hometown and 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 i just i was so ready to play because i've been working my ass off for years for that moment you know and Mm -hmm. um but i i let it go i accepted it and i moved on and i said okay if if that's the case well then we want to show everybody if that's the thing, we got to fight more for a spot. Well, we will fight more. And mm-hmm. if I have to work harder, well, I will work harder because I deserve that spot. I deserve mm-hmm. that spot in the team. And if he wants me to work hard, if he wants me to show it more, if he wants me to, I will do whatever it takes. But giving up, no, never. No way. So 
I'm good with it. Like I moved on. I had a good conversation with the coach because mm-hmm. we know each other since yeah, 20 years. Back. Like it's nothing. It's not just a coach from, hey, what's up? No, it's somebody who's in my heart. So we had a good conversation and he was like, I want you back in the squad. It's just you were in Aussie, you were far away. Like I didn't want to take the risk because we had a bad European championship and I just wanted to move on with the players that were there in November and blah, 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 and the jet lag. And, and I was like, okay, you know, fair enough, but I'm going to fight for that spot in the in the Olympics, you know? And he's like, you you are part of the of the team now. It's up to you to, to prove yourself and I'll do whatever it takes. And I'm very motivated. We had a camp in the summer too for two weeks with the national team and I practiced really good and, it felt like I never went away, so which is nice, you know. And I, when I'm back with that group, it's just a bunch of memories, and you know, I've all all players are in my heart, you know. So I'm in, I'm at a good place right now. But it took me took me a long time though to understand. But it's not life is not always fair, you know. It's 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 just it's just how it is. It makes me stronger as a person, to be honest. Yeah, of course, of course. And now, I mean, like you said, the Olympics, um, that's next year in in Tokyo. What would it mean to you? Um, or mean to you yet to be be part of that squad and and compete in the Olympic Games? Mm, I'm very calm um, thinking about it. Uh, I'm trying to not overthink the fact that um, I will be there and I will be playing them. I'll really go from like day to day um, with this whole thing with the national team because um, after what happened, I'm not in that um, excitement, let's say, you know. Because they took it away from me, so I don't know. Like it's hard, it's hard for me to to go and, and say that it's 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 exciting to be there. Because I don't even know if I will be, you know. So I don't know. I don't know. To be honest, I'm going from from day to day and and practice to practice and game to game. And if I'm in the squad, it's gonna be the happiest day of my life. If if it's not, it's gonna be okay too. Because I just wanna prepare myself you know I want to be mentally strong to deal with both with with the whole thing you know so yeah I'm just I'm not really thinking about it now I'm just being very considered about this season and with the team and with the coach here and then and that's my first step and then we will see after um I'll just work hard and just try to get in the squad because I know that I deserve it and we will see what happens after you know but um I cannot imagine myself at this point playing um, in the Olympics because I missed that whole block um, of getting there. And it's a huge missing piece in my heart that I didn't have the feeling of reaching that goal. So I'm rebuilding myself uh, in the squad. And I want to, how can I say, I just want to, yeah, step by step, get back to the, to the squad you know I, it's hard for me I need to rebuild but I'm I'm sure that I I will be but I'm not excited about it because I, I have a different perspective of it now like I try to see it in a different way less emotional <laughs> I'm crying now but I'm just saying less emotional in the less excitement just very focused and very dedicated to that goal and once I'll get there I'll be I'll be screaming at the top of the roof but now I'm very my feet on the ground down to earth I'm just gonna work hard you know and try to reach a goal and and stay very positive and yeah and just yeah that's it yeah just focus on right now for now yeah that's later yeah what I will do yeah because with corona you don't even know if it's gonna be there so and that's not only with me being in the squad or whatever it's just because 
Corona is fucking up a lot of things. So mm -hmm. you don't you don't even know if it's gonna be there. Like I feel like we need to go from from week to week and window to window, you know. So we will see if 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 it's gonna come. I hope yes, but it's not even sure about that, you know. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. And I mean, speaking about right now, Corona, we, we spoke a bit about it uh, before. I mean, you're in quarantine right now. How is how has this situation been for you? Obviously, you went from Sweden to Spain. I just, it just, I remember when they said it in Sweden that uh, Corona came, I was just, I just, I was just like, this cannot be happening, you know? I was so, 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 so upset because we just played a game against the first and second spot. We we win it, so we had the home court advantage in the playoffs. And like literally one hour after the game, they told us the whole league got canceled. So your world just ends, you know? You're like, what the fuck? What's happening? And Sweden was the first league to be stopped. And then Sweden didn't even win in a lockdown. So I'm like, why <laughs> we athletes are, are being punished, you know? But um now in Spain everything went well we've been practicing for four weeks and I've been playing so damn well my last game too like I had um 10 points 11 assists like I was playing so good trying getting to know this team the coaches one of the coaches since a long time that um finally wants me to play quick and wants me to play my game so I'm really feeling well and then we're ready to go and there corona hits again I'm like fuck this cannot be happening but it's okay because everything happens for reasons. Oh, it's all to make me mentally so strong. It just—I'll it, stay positive. Like I'm never, I'm never like, oh, I, the world ends now, whatever. Like I'm not like that. It's okay. Like I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying my time at home. I have a dog. Like I've, there's so many other positive things you can take out of that. You know, health comes first, anyways. Like I want my three teammates to be healthy. I mean, it's two teammates and one staff member. I want them just to be healthy. That's prior, priority number one. And the rest, like, we're healthy in-house and they are sick. So what what is it? Like, there's nothing for me to complain about. It's just it's just a pity because I really wanted to start because it's been such a long time for an official game. It's been six months. Like, for a basketball player, it's like, it's of like course. five years or something. Yeah. It feels like it. Yeah. So, yeah, I was I was ready to play, man, but... Ah, it's like that it's just postponed it's not cancelled so it's okay exactly hopefully it will come very soon yeah same yeah. I hope so yeah of course and I mean we spoke quite a lot now about your you know career up until this point everything all the places you've been to um, you said you have a lot of good memories do you think that looking back would you be able to pick like one favorite memory that you have from your career up until this point or maybe a few different moments that you really like that you remember um, that you I would say the best memory let's say with my country it would be or for my country my country is very weird to say <laughs> for, <laughs> I think the best memory for um for myself with my country is the bronze medal in Czech um that was the first European championship we participated with this new generation that we've been building for years uh immediately we came in and we made history, which was amazing. And yeah, I was playing a lot too. Like I was having a huge role in it. So it's definitely special. Um, and just the, the team chemistry and the, the memories we had there was just, we were inseparable. And that was, was amazing. Um, my, both of my parents were there um, sitting next to each other, which was amazing because they're, um, they're separated, but they're still getting along. And especially when it comes to basketball, they're like supporting me together um 
and I would say, yeah, the moment, the memory that double last for is the championship in Sweden for sure. This is not even hard to think about. Like <laughs> on the top, I don't think anything will ever come close to that unless I'm winning this championship with Zaragoza. <laughs> but Sweden for sure, the, taking the championship there um, at such a young age because I was only 22. Um, it's 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 a, an accomplishment that. Um, warms my heart and it's definitely one of the best memories yeah and the people along the way too you know it's just yeah it's, it's something that they never take away from me for sure okay okay yeah and you spoke about you know as well your parents being there when you when you played as well I understand that they've been very very supportive of you um during your career when you were growing up and even now I mean what does that mean to you as well to have your family um along with you kind of on this journey yeah my parents are like they've been with me forever um they really <laughs> supported me in everything they were driving me one hour to practice driving me one hour back just to because I wanted to play only with that team because they were the team that beat me with the boys back in the day so mm -hmm. I only wanted to go to that team because I was like okay when I go to that team they're better than my team that I am now so that's why I want to go there you know mm -hmm. so I already had that mindset when I was younger I wanted to be in a good team I wanted to play at a high level always been like that since I was eight years old and then they were like okay let's do it and they even bought an apartment at that place so we can just stay there in the weekend so I can have a perfect um, rested body when I was young they were not pushing me they don't know anything about basketball they still don't know what is a screen or something like that <laughs> or a play <laughs> they don't care like they're never going to say oh I think you didn't do this or I think you didn't do that totally not they were just supportive they just wanted to give me the perfect way to to follow my dream you know so yeah my parents are really my biggest support my mom and my dad my dad he in France I had such a hard time in my first two years because I had to start was be the starting point guard I was so young and they were not respecting me at all on that position because I was just a little girl from Belgium like who the fuck are you you know and he came every home game driving for hours, watch the game, driving for hours back, you know, like he was so supportive and my mom cooking millions of things, putting in my freezer because I didn't even know how to cook an egg, you know, it's just, <laughs> I'm an, I mean, I'm an only child. So I always, obviously always, um, yeah, was, was my parents always took care of me in the best like possible way because they only had one. So um, yeah, definitely my parents are, oh, mean a lot to me. Yeah. Yeah, of course, that that definitely makes sense. And I mean, from a personal perspective, would you say that, you know, looking back at your career, have you had to make a lot of sacrifices yourself um, in order to, you know, get to where you are today, in order to be able to do what you love? Definitely. Like, I'm leaving my house since I'm 19. Like, I've lived on the road. Like, I never had that house feeling, especially because I'm changing every year, too. Like, I'm I'm leaving my friends who I consider as my family because I don't have brothers and sisters. Like I'm leaving my parents. Like in the summer, I'm all the time with the national team. Like I'm giving up um, a chill youth life where I could be um, studying and partying every Thursday night with my friends, you know, and then you just, you grow, I feel like you, you miss that. You miss your youth a bit. You miss, you miss out on your youth uh, years. Um, a lot uh, it's a lot of sacrifices for sure because you have to grow up so 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 fast like you have no time to be a kid anymore because mm -hmm. coaches don't accept you to be the kid of the team so you have to behave all the time focus all the time morning afternoon give the best version of yourself your body is just 
they gotta take care of your body and then sometimes you're just like i just want to pop a beer and, and eat fries and i don't want to <laughs> take care of my body but i have to because tomorrow morning at 10 we have weights for example you know and it's just it sacrifices but you get so much in return but it is definitely a sacrifice just sitting at home not be able to talk to nobody for example like it's it's not even what think people think it is you know people think oh it must be an amazing life yes it is but it has a lot of it has you have the front page but there's a lot on the back side of the page that people forget to read you know the small letters you know when you got a contract you don't read the small letters well it's exactly what it is you know and the people along the way you meet great people but who you help you meet people that you you just just like how, how is this possible you know and after a couple of years I would say after now I'm 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 in this pro life for eight years and I would say when you when you meet the real ones that try to keep them close because there's not a lot of them there's not a lot of people who are generally happy for you when you succeed and if you find those people who are generally happy for you when you succeed well keep them close because there's not many there's not many <laughs> trust me there's not people are ready for you to fail they're getting their hands together when you're when you're when you're doing bad they're waiting for you to fail there's so many people like that when you have those people who are generally crying for you of happiness where they feel that same happiness that you have when you succeed those people are are the ones you got to keep close and not those people when you fail when they're like are you okay to hear your story about your failure no it's the same people that when you do good and when you do bad it's the same people that be there for you not the ones when you're good, they're there. When you're there, but you're there, they're like the same people. And when you find those ones and you have that base who has your bag, you get there. But there's a lot of people along the way that fell off the train <laughs> a lot <laughs> where I thought, yes, this, yeah, this person will, yeah, yeah, she or he will do whatever it takes. Mm -mm, it's not like that. And that's what my dad, my dad always told me that he said, you got to watch out with your friends because you think you, you are like me. He always says, you are like me. You have that heart of gold and you think you want to do everything for everybody and you think they're going to do the same thing, but they are not. And you'll see. And he always says that. He says every year you're going to lose two or three friends every year. And I'm like, hell no, dad. What, do, what are you talking about? He'll say you'll see and you'll have that small base that always be the same. And he was right. He was right. <laughs> My dad. Yeah. Parents are always right. 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 And mom too, <laughs> by the way. Not, not to say about mom, eh? because mom always warns me about everybody, and I'm like, eh, whatever, mom. But she was like, I told you so. And she says that I told you, and I'm like, yes, mom, you told me, so I know. <laughs> you don't want to hear know. it anymore. <laughs> yes, hate it when she says it. Yeah. But she's right. Yeah. And has this, you know, has this been easier, you think, as you've gotten older to kind of see these things? Maybe it was more difficult, you know, starting so young to recognize it. <sighs> When I was young, I would bake pancakes for everybody and bring them to practice. Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> you know, now I'm not baking pancakes. I bake pancakes after six months to see how, who are the real people who, who are in my bubble, you know? I'm not, my teammates, I love all my teammates. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, you know, mm. you always have that. Like, you have the teammates that you compete on the court with and outside the court. You're just, you're not going to get along with 12 women not possible 12 women what are we talking about <laughs> you can never get along with 12 women like the same way that you do with one or two but i'm just saying like i'm i'm definitely still an open book but now i'm like before i would care who likes me and who doesn't now i don't care like i'm julie this is who i am i decided to be an open book and i decided to be myself wherever i go or try at least if you don't like it 
go on. I don't care. If you like it, great. Come, come in my bubble and let's have so much energy and so much positive and let's just, let's just rule the world, you know? Let's just discover the world together. But if you don't, if you're not in my vibe or you don't like it, uh, before I would be trying to do everything to get that people like me, I would change my behavior around them. I would go to that, but I'd be like, oh, I have to act like now all this and I have to act like, now I'm not like that. Like, this is who I am and, and I'm happy with who I am. And if you're not, that's fine, right? Yeah. That changed me. And I, I since I'm doing that, since I'm having that inner peace where, with myself and with who I am and who I want to be, <sighs> changed my life. I have so much less worries. I go home and I'm like, yeah, cool. Had a nice day, <laughs> you know? Before I would be, oh, her face. She was looking weird at me when I made that joke, for example. And I'm like, I don't even pay attention to it anymore. So it helps. But it took me a while. And it took me a long time. Even last year, I was still struggling with it. Uh, because I'm, I, I, yeah, I just want everybody to be happy around me. And I have a hard time when somebody is not. Like, I try to, like, get that people into that good vibe. And I just waste energy with it. I just waste mm-hmm. energy with it. I can make everybody happy around me. It's not possible. And I had to learn that. It was the hardest thing ever. But yeah, as a as an athlete, you can't because you're losing yourself in the story and you cannot do that. Yeah. And I think that's something that quite a lot of people can probably relate to, you know, wanting to make everyone happy. And it's probably a dream for many to get to that point where you say that you are today and just not caring about anyone else and just focusing on your energy but i mean what did you what did you do to to get there was it just the lessons along the way of getting hurt getting hurt a lot of times lessons getting hurt walking with your head against the wall a million times making the same mistake that for me was a thing that got me to the mind like are you gonna make that same mistake now for a fourth time in a row or are you gonna change it like and then you just you you read books you read um not that I read a lot of books, but like I read, um, I read one book uh, about like the inner peace thing about like things to con- that you control really well, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, so I read, I read books, I read, um, I read quotes, I, I followed inspirational people and I just started to like realize that they were saying that too, like you got to focus on your own energy and only share your energy with people that are really worth it, you know? And that changed it changed my life it totally did and i just start to choose wisely my people and my bubble and don't let people come in that easily anymore and like you know yeah just just different just just this old you get old and you just you just learn things man it's just it's crazy yeah <laughs> it's crazy yeah. when you get older you just you just realize a lot of stuff not only in friendship and in love and, and, and with everything yeah just a learning experience really absolutely a learning experience i'm not there yet though i'm still having moments where i'm like uh uh-uh, no julie you're losing your energy in something that you cannot control it's like that's the part that i had to learn too like try to the things that you cannot control try to like not waste your energy in that mm. try to ignore it or at least hide your emotions because i'm an open book I'm i'm emotional like you'll really see what's going on with me and I had to control my emotions because they could take, that's what I'm saying, it makes you vulnerable and people can take advantage of it. As well a coach, as well a player, as well like, you know, because if you show your emotion, you're always the first one to who's been seen with the bad emotion too, you know? Yeah. If you're, if you're frustrated, for example, 
it's 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 I, you can see it all over my face i mean you, you, you used to be like that mm-hmm. and if, um, a lot of coaches told me like you got to be careful with that because people see that like your teammates see that and they get insecure with you and it's like yeah and it's true it's true i cannot be like i have to hide my emotion when i was young i could be like oh you know like doing for example like a young player mm-hmm. that i'm never going to play with that i only play in practice i would lose my energy my whole practice would be pissed if she would forget a play for example or forget an exercise but not i would be so pissed for that because i would not understand i'm like how is that possible when i was young i was so focused i was so dedicated to like know to play like i would not understand <laughs> you know and now i'm like hey you know what i'll help you and i'll try to like help her in the thing and I'll try to be not frustrated. I'll try to like help her, try to be a leader, try to be positive, try to be an example, try to, you know, I changed all of it in like positive attitude, you know, cause body language is everything on a court. Everybody sees you as a point guard, everybody sees you. You're a leader, yeah. like you're an example. And it changed too, since I'm doing my own basketball camps, I'm working with youth and I try, I want to be, not try, I want to be the example for them. I want that, that they know that body language and, and, positive attitude and all that helps you throughout your career that your mindset is just different when you see everything positive when you're not getting frustrated when you're not being mad at a teammate and it's it's not easy it's a process i tell them every time but like when i do my camp and i see a bad facial expression immediately i take them to the side because that's what they did with me too when i was younger the coaches and it helped me so much being the player that i am today you know so yeah no, that makes sense, of course. And it's kind of like what you said before as well. When you were younger, you were more focused with all the goals and everything that you wanted to achieve. And today it's more about the happiness and well-being and finding that good energy, I guess. Um, that's yeah. something that you probably discovered along along the way. Yes, because it's going to make me stable as a player too. It's going to make me consistent. It's not going to make me a player where one week I'll be having 20 points and 10 assists and the other week I'll have three points and one assist, for example. Like I try to be, because when when I'm, when I find my inner peace and when I find my happiness and when I find out what truly matters to me, it makes me a consistent player. It, can, it makes me the player coaches want. It makes me a player, it makes me the point guard my teammates want, you know, because they know with Julius is what we get. It's never going to change. And, and throughout my career, I realized that. And yeah, it, it just helped me along the way. This is what I need. I'm not gonna. I'm not talking for other players. Everybody's, every athlete has a different mindset. Every athlete has um different ways of of dealing with stress or pressure or failure or whatever Hmm. and i got throughout the years this is how i deal with it like i i'm just very positive i live life to the fullest when i'm free i live life i'll stay home like in the summer now too i played soccer the whole summer because that's the only thing we could do in belgium we could just play outside that's the only way we could do sports activities i called picked up my phone called first division Club Bruges was my favorite city um, soccer team. I called them. I said, can I practice? And he said, yes, bang. I practiced with him the whole summer. People were like, oh, you call me injured. You know, yeah, you're going, oh. He was like, people were being so dramatic about it. I was like, if I get injured, then I'll be injured. And then I'll sit out. Then I'll sit out. It's tight. Like, it's going to be okay. I'm trying to stay in shape. I'm trying to get a good season in Zara Gosto. It's not going to be with my home workouts, doing squats and, and 200 push-ups. I don't want to look like a Hulk. <laughs> I need to run. <laughs> I need to, I need to have fun. I need to clear my mind. Like it, it, it's my way to deal with all oh, the Olympics we're not going through. It's my way to deal with 
I had um, I had Sweden um, that a broke end in Sweden. It's my way to deal with it. Like this is my way to deal with it. You know, this is me. I truly look for happiness in life. Things that makes me happy, I do it. It doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter if it's a, a, a wrong idea or whatever. That makes me happy. I'll do it. Whatever it takes. You know. Yeah. It's and on your yes, terms. it would be maybe it would be maybe. Um, better if I was at home uh, doing a squats workouts and uh, on the streets running on the on the hard uh, floor maybe to run 10 miles and, and yes maybe that would be the better idea would that make me happy no it would make me, it would make me depressed so that's what I'm saying like and I feel so good right now because I did that it makes me so happy it makes me have a great memory it makes me I, I met new people and they are they're supporting me from a different um, sector. It's soccer. So they see things differently. So I learned so much from them because yeah. they're, they're in first division women. They don't earn anything. They go practice every day after their work. And I'm like, wow. So I just saw that these people are different than basketball because we're earning money here. Here we are earning money and it's business and it's agents and it's, it's a, it's a dirty world. You got to know somebody that knows somebody, know somebody, blah, 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 blah. And there they're just doing it because they love it. I'm not saying I'm not doing basketball because I love it, but I'm just saying the world is just different. They're just going, practicing, playing the game, going home, and they get, what is it, 50 euros for a winning game. And it just opened my world. It just saw a different perspective again. And that's, that's me. And if, if some people will say she's, wow, she's crazy for doing it. Wow, what if she twists her ankle, blah, blah, blah. Well, whatever. Yeah. You know? When I was 22, I wouldn't do it because I would care what people say. I would care what, this or this one would say or this one this one would say or oh what what now i'm like no this is what i need this is what i want to do and i'll do it and if i get hurt or if i it was the wrong decision in the end well then it is but at that point i knew that was the right decision to do yeah so you kind of found your way of doing it and what makes you happy and what makes you you know motivated and want to keep going and yeah enjoy yeah. life Yes, because the balance for me, I had my, my um, personal trainer. I practiced a, a long time with my personal trainer in uh, Belgium, my basketball skills coach, Yurik. Um, back in the day when, when we didn't have national teams in the summer, I would used to go uh, practice with him. Uh, and he once told me, he was like, there's something about you that I really look up to. And I try to tell the story to my players that I'm working with, my younger players. And I was like, well, what is he going to tell me now? <laughs> He was like, you are one of those players who find a perfectly balance between being a crazy athlete and go for your goals and reaching them to being a totally perfect, normal girl who just loves living life and finds a perfect balance in it. Like he said, you can just go for a World, world Cup and like isolate yourself for a month, not go out, like not drink, and be crazy, motivated about it. Or when it's done you'll go into Ibiza go party with your friends and you'll be you'll be doing your thing to clear your mind and then when the season starts back again bang you're back into this competitive mode you go you go you go and he said that balance that you have he says it's possibly so good to like keep going when you do that without being um t basketball tired like I'm never tired of basketball because I find that perfect balance and I'm trying to tell the people the people that I'm, I'm, they inspire, um, if I inspire people, like I try to tell them that too, like there's, there's more in life than basketball. There is more in life than basketball. Because when it doesn't go good in basketball, there's so many other things 
that are great, you know? Yeah. And I want the kids that come to my basketball, they understand that. Like when you come to my camp, there's in the morning, the first thing we do, we have like a camp dance. We do a TikTok or whatever like this. We do a TikTok thing. Um, they play basketball in the morning and after we go to the pool. We go to the pool. Of course we go to the pool. We go to the pool coach. Yeah, we go to the pool. We don't have to, no, we go enjoy the pool now. Because that's, that's we, we're bonding now. Like we're not going to, we got, I'm not going to put you in the gym for nine hours. No. You have time enough to be in the gym, you know? When you're a kid, you're a kid. You need to enjoy your time as a kid. Time enough if you want to be a basketball player. to be practicing two hours a day, morning and afternoon. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to say. Like, this is who I am. And you either love it or you don't. But this is who I am. This is how my career is still going on and is still going strong. Because yeah. I find that balance. Yeah. And do you think that balance has helped you? Because, I mean, I can imagine as a professional athlete, you always have times with difficulties and challenges and everything. Do you think this is something that has helped you overcome those challenges? The fact that you have the balance? Yes, because I know how to get away from it all. With going with my friends, with being on a soccer court with um having a good party or whatever it just i know how to get out of it like i know how to let basketball go for a little bit and that's that's important if you can't let it go you're in this circle and you go down and you go down and you get more down like you have to find a yeah like a positive it can be something small but if you have it then i think you'll be fine when you have a failure or when you have a yeah it's just i know it's hard but like for example with the national team it was it was my birthday was at the same time when they um got um the games and um i was like well at least i can celebrate my birthday <laughs> i can be at home with my friends and my surroundings yeah if you're trying to look for the positive like you said there's always something good that you can find in, in everything absolutely so, and just yeah. health just think about that when you're healthy yeah. You have your four, your your two legs and your two arms. You can function like a normal person. I think there's people in worse places than losing a game or not playing a lot in a game or like you know what I mean. Like there's yeah. so many more things going on in life than basketball. Like you know. So I I learned that from all the unfair things. When I say oh it's so unfair, I'm not na 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 na, -na or just go na na na. -na. I think about yeah, but think about how unfair it is when, when you get run over by a drunk driver, for example, and you you lose an arm. How unfair is that? You know what I mean? So I try to like, I know it's drastic what I'm saying now, but anyways, like there's always people worse than what you're in right now. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, that makes sense. And I mean, today, um, obviously you come far away from since you were a kid, but what is it that still motivates you today to play basketball the same that it did when you were a kid who, you know, grew up and found the love for basketball? Because I'm so good in it. I'm just so good in it. Like I have, I, I still didn't, I feel like I still didn't get the best out of me. Like I feel like I can still give so much. I'm not done yet. And I'm so motivated to get that best version of myself on the court because I feel like now I'm on an age where I'm, I accepted everything and I know who I am and I know how to deal with certain stuff. And I feel like I will be an even better player than I was when I was younger because now I know how to, I'm just experienced now. So I know that I still have a lot in me 
to keep going. So I'm totally not done with the game yet. I love it too much. I love the competing. I love entertaining the crowd. I love leading the, the court. Like I love it. And I'm not done yet. And I'm I'm just I'm just so good in it. Like what am I gonna do? <laughs> Sit behind a desk and, and uh take phone calls. Like it's not like I wanna do this as long as I can. And then after I wanna coach kids. Like I wanna I wanna stay in this um environment as long as I can because I want to inspire young kids um, when I see young kids that the way they are when I, when I was younger, when I see this, this same um, mindset and all that, like I was young, I want to help them. I want to inspire them. I want to push them. I want to get the female um, athletes to a higher platform because it's been a disaster in Belgium. It's been a disaster all over the world, but I want to, I don't know. I don't want. I want to keep changing the world. I think I'm changing it, but like helping female athletes, helping yeah, young young girls and all that with 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 their dreams. It doesn't matter what it is. I think I want to stay in the kids uh, after that. So I don't see myself quitting or stopping to to do some desk work or whatever. It's not who I am. So I still want to go on, and I I just love it. I just love this life like it's just it's just nice going to practice and what you love every day I know it's a sacrifice but though like look man I'm in, I'm in Zaragoza like I'm in Spain I'm eating tapas drinking cervezas on my days off with my teammates it's nice you know it's a nice life and then on Monday when we start again you just work hard you win a game and then Sunday you can enjoy it. that feeling is just priceless everybody knows that day off after a winning game is priceless it's priceless yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And just that confidence as well, but also the love that you have for the sport. I mean, that's, that's great. Yeah. Well, I didn't have, I didn't have the confidence uh, all the time, but I, I think I changed. I'm just, I just want to, you know, I'm just like, just let's do it. I've been through it all now. Like, fuck yeah. it. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go now until, uh, until it stops. Again, nobody's going to hold me back and whatever thing that crossed my path, well, I'll deal with it. But I found I found my inner peace. I found how to handle certain situations, and it gives you confidence. That gives me confidence, uh, because if I have to tell you what gives you confidence from last year, what game or what what situation, I got cut by the national team. I was about to shine in Sweden. They got Corona, and in Townsville, I I won. What was it? Four games in total, or five games in total for the whole season. So if I have to look for my confidence basketball-wise, I cannot find it. You know. Where am I going to say, yeah, I had a, I had a crazy year. Oh, I was averaging that. I had a title there. and I had, No. So I'm getting it from, from my personality, from who I've become. That's where I get my confidence from. And that's stronger than, than any personal performance for me, for me as a person. Yeah. And do you think that, you know, being within sports for so long since you were a kid has helped you to shape you to the person that you are today and has taught you a lot of these values and the mentality that you have? Yeah, I wouldn't be the same woman <laughs> if I would just go to college and not college as in basketball college, but just go to high school and then study for something. I don't know, physiotherapist or whatever. Like it, w it wouldn't. I would not have become the same woman as I am today. I would just grow slowlier. Like I would. No, I would not. I think it's athletes are different kind of people. They're a different category in this world. I'm saying high level athletes. Athletes that's competing every day, like getting paid for what they're doing, or at least trying to get paid for what they're doing. I'm talking about athletes as in runners and all that. I know one of my best friends, she's a runner. She don't get anything and she's sacrificing her life um, 
for it to go to Olympics. So those 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 people, the professional athletes, they're they're different. They're it's a different category on this planet Earth. Like nobody understands us like us, especially especially the female athletes. There's nobody that understands us like us. They men's athlete, they don't know what it is to be a female athlete. They don't know what it is to always be put second. We have COVID tests later than the men's, a day later than the men's. They get every week tested. We get tested only before an official game. Like it's it's little stuff. We as women always come second everywhere. And that's what I'm saying. Like there's nobody that will understand that but us female athletes and especially the ones that doesn't get paid or barely get paid because we don't have to complain. I'm, I'm getting paid really well and, you know, but the ones that doesn't get paid and, and sacrifice their life, their jobs to get to a goal, to just win a medal or to just be at a, a European championship or Olympic games or whatever, man, different people, yeah, different mindset. Yeah. And I mean, you spoke so much about your basketball camp as well. That is for young girls, right? Is that mm -hmm. kind of a reason as well why you're so involved in that and why it's important to you to, you know, give them the opportunity to play basketball at such a young age? A lot of girls. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's only for females. We don't let boys in because <laughs> we are like, they they don't understand us, you know. I just want to focus on women and I'm doing it together with my best friend. And her partner is the runner. She runs. She's a professional mm -hmm. runner. And we are with three. We're having three different ways of living but we have all three the same mindset and it builds us like we get we are such a strong team together and we want to bring that over to the kids like our the running girl has her own part of bringing her part of sports to them and then uh, my best friend brings a part and then I bring my part and it's just a good dynamic you know so yeah I'm I just love I just love working with kids because they're so young and they can still learn so much you know they all they asked me one time do you want to be the coach of like a first team hell no <laughs> it must be so so hard that's what i said that the other day to her coach i was like coach i don't know what he said oh he had two kids he has two kids men so i saw him at the gym and he brought his his um his son to uh to practice he plays basketball too and i was like oh i just met the coach i don't really know him i was like oh is that your son he was like yeah i have two boys i was like oh no girl he was like no i would say well i can imagine you have 12 princesses <laughs> running on your court and he was like yeah you know it because i'm i'm like it's just for a man coaching 12 women i mean <laughs> i must be difficult <laughs> i had offered that because that's just uh, <laughs> Women's are just, we're emotional wrecks sometimes. I mean, on our periods, we always have something going on. Or when our boyfriend broke up with us, it's always something with women. So we're so dramatic. It's just true. We're not like men's. Men's can take more than women's. It's just right. It's true. We're more, we're more emotional. It's, it's just like that. So um, when you're a kid, you can, they take in more. Women's from, from our age are stubborn. They don't take anything. They take everything personal. Kids, they want to learn. They want to. They're so willing. They are looking with this, like this, the kids' eyes when you talk, that they go open. They look at you like, wow. So you know that you can mean something for them. I don't want to be coaching no women of 25 years old who think she already made it. <laughs> like, I'm not going to put my time in that because I know I'm going to fight with my players. <laughs> so you will want to coach the kids if you're going to coach in the future yeah, like, with young girls. I wouldn't say kids, kids. I would say like kids from like, let's say under 16 under 18 under 14 like girls who just getting discovered their talent and all that you know that definitely would be 
something I would like to do. Yeah. And you spoke a lot about as well, wanting to inspire kids. I mean, what is it that you hope that you can give kids or inspire them to do, especially girls then? I mean, where do you see, you know, the future of women's basketball and inspiring young basketball players today? Um, it's a good question. I've, I've, I've thought about that a lot of times that what is it that I'm very popular when it comes to kids. I know that kids like me because I'm very approachable and I'm very open to them. I'm not like, I, I always pretend like I'm one of them, you know? Um, and I think that I want to show them that when you truly have a dream and you look at it in a positive way without pressuring yourself too much for it, you can do it and it doesn't matter if it's i want to be a basketball i want to be a police officer i want to be i don't know it doesn't matter what it is if you really have your mindset on it you don't give up you can do it but you just need to have the right mindset you need and i'm not saying the mindset where you you want to go run outside uh, at uh, five in the morning and all that yes it's important to work hard but it's just saying like the mindset like that positive mindset um that a good entourage with your parents that's not pressuring you every day it's just whatever you want and they support you in that with that you can you can reach your goal or at least going in the right direction and I just want to show them that it's bigger than basketball too that you need to find the things that you love in life in order to function in basketball that if first off if people are girl if girls are having that that mindset like I have that that they can you know if they find a balance they can they can make it you know mm-hmm. hard work yeah. definitely pays off hey it's it's so important if you don't work hard you're not getting anywhere i'm not saying that they're working their asses off in my camps but i'm just trying to like get that right mindset it's so important it's it's being coachable being good body language being open to to critics being like this kind of this is something i want to inspire the young ones with you know yeah yeah from the beginning the right mindset before they can yeah. get going yeah yeah stay positive like don't overpressure yourself talk to your parents about it like tell them like this is my goal but I don't want you to pressure me don't let them yell at games at you like try to like find a good dynamic because that's always the speech I give after my camps when all the parents are sitting at the stands like I'm telling them don't you dare saying what your kid has to do unless you were playing professional at my level you can but otherwise it doesn't matter what you did you can help them you cannot pressure them I remember the first kid that came in my camp, her dad was standing at this, uh, yelling from the stands to her how she had to shoot. And I just told him, I said, get out. She's staying with me five days and you're going to get out. And I'll learn her how to shoot. Don't worry. Like, that's what we're here for. This kind of parents, it's, you know, there's too many of them. Yeah. There's too many of them. And the social media pressure and the ugh, everything, you know, it's a new generation. I'm trying to like, I want to get these kids to the right paths and that they need to have that inner peace already at a young age because with the social media ugh, the of pressure course. is yeah it's, yeah it's difficult it's a lot of different things but i mean where you are today and being a professional basketball player do you see yourself as a role model that you have you know a platform to actually inspire and, and teach kids these values yeah i i think i think i do i think i want to give classes later like how to maybe to parents or to kids like how to how to change from like the young kid from the block to like, oh, I actually have talent and what, how do I handle the talent? You know? Yes, definitely. Like my, my best friend from the camp, we have our own team now, the under 19 of um, a team in Brussels. And we're, mm-hmm. we're already, um, how you say that, um, leading them 
to be behaving well and all that. Like she's coaching them every day, not every day, but three times a week. And I'm texting with them with video calling, like I'm trying to help them. So we already started a team. So everybody that wanted to come and try out for the team, like now we have a team, like we're starting already to trying to do that in so many different ways. Um, but definitely is a, a goal of mine to get like, yeah, to be a role model. I always love that. Like it's, so, that's what I'm saying. Like I want to make the people around me better. I don't care if the next generation is 10 times better than what we did with the national team. I could only imagine I could say, hey, coach her on my camp and look at her now, you know, yeah. would make yeah. me so happy. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. And I saw as well, it's uh, when I was, you know, searching around, I saw that you have your own clothing brand. You have like a web shop yeah. online where you have yeah. some clothing with like some cool slogans. And um, one of the slogans that came up the most was freedom to dream. Is that something as well that means a lot to you? Um, I mean, yeah. I figured it goes kind of along with this. I mean, what does it mean to you? This? Yeah, it definitely is um, what I what I want to say to these kids and to, to not only kids, can be an adult, can be whatever. Like you need to have the freedom to dream. Like you don't have to follow a dream that's been told you. Like if you want to be that, you have to do it. And if you want to be doing that you you like the the freedom to have a voice to, to do whatever you want to do in life it's so important because you only have one life like why would you study something that you actually don't want to do but your parents want it or you think it's better or whatever you know and that's actually my point of view like you need to have the freedom to dream you have need to have the freedom to have, set your own goals as a young kid and of course you need the support of your parents I'm not saying you need to set the goal to uh, to be a thief or something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, ro and rob a store or whatever. No, well, of course you need to have the good goals, but with the good support, with the good, with a good uh, mindset, with a good um, path, you can you can you can do it, you know. But I feel like everybody needs to be having the freedom to do whatever they want. That's what I'm saying. Freedom. I also have the shirt. Freedom to speak. Freedom to, um, yet yeah, to love to anything. Like I feel like that's the whole problem of our new generation right now like there's too many like yeah divided parts you know yeah just let everybody live i know it's never gonna happen it's gonna get worse but at least it's a, it's a state of mind it's a point that i'm trying to prove you know yeah and it's what you want to bring at least and then you never know you know if people are really gonna listen to what you have to say but it's what you hope to inspire others to to do yeah. what you want them to the mindset you want yeah. them to have absolutely that absolutely yeah. that's why i'm always like when there's a pride in belgium i'm going there because i have a lot of gay friends i just want to support them you know i'm around rocking the rainbow colors i'm just like yeah you know because just be yourself whatever you want to be trans gay lesbian i don't i don't care you know just be you black white anything i feel like the world would be such a better place if we just accept each other you know and let everybody yeah. do what they want to do what they want to follow whatever culture whatever religion whatever dream whatever goal just let them do their thing because it's just all everybody's just judge everybody's just point fingers everybody's just saying oh why are you why are you doing this why are you doing that like it's just judging social media judging same thing you post a picture oh how many likes will i have people judging oh no what would she say like people are just so easy behind the screen they can say oh no 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 in front of your face they're never gonna do it that's what i'm saying so it's a bad bad part about social media is controlling our lives right now it's not giving us any freedom anymore because it all what would these people say what would they say before we had to write a letter to get it to our friend so 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. It's quite different yeah. today and more difficult yeah. maybe with everything. Yeah. And I mean, speaking about dreams and everything, this podcast is obviously, you know, we want to share the different stories of professional athletes. Because like you said, everyone's different. Every athlete has a different story, different mindset and every, everything. And we want to share that it's okay to be different. It's okay to have your own path and everyone's journey is unique. So for those who are listening to this episode and have big dreams, but they might not know how to go after them, maybe they're held back by different things. What advice would you give to them in order to pursue their dreams? Like. In order to, to me, in order to, to reach the, the top, you gotta, like, you gotta, when you start from the bottom, you gotta learn from the top. Like, mm -hmm. be open to talk about it with anybody, with people that already reached their goals, or with people that are being on a very good path. Like, try to set an, like, try to take the example. Not, try not to compare yourself. If you compare yourself with others, it's gonna be difficult because everybody has their own path. Everybody, It's not having this same road to success. Like you have people who you think like, oh my God, their road to success seems so easy. And meanwhile, mine, I'm climbing mountains, I'm swimming oceans to get to my goal. I feel like when you compare, it's hard. It's taking away your energy. When you're not comparing and you're trying to learn, everybody can teach you something. Everybody, not even athletes, normal people on the streets, people that work in a cafe and tell their story everybody can teach you something about life or about goals or about how to deal with certain situations like be open to learn because it's hard eh? it's hard to because people compare all the time oh she's better than her oh but she works harder or but she's more with like everybody compares oh she's more dedicated than you or i'm more i should be do oh she does she runs for one hour every I should run for hour. like no just trying to look For your own path try to look what will give you or what will bring you success get the right people on your train to success and then i think you can do it but don't compare don't compare and it's kind of like the things you said before as well like finding your inner peace finding what is you know your energy protecting your energy along the way yeah protect your energy absolutely don't waste it on people that think they they know or think they can create your career or whatever like try to Try to take the right, I'm telling you, try to take the right people on your path and not waste energy on those people where you don't have the good vibes from. Vibes are everything, man. Vibes are everything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we know you're very busy, obviously, with basketball. You love playing soccer as well. But aside from that, if you have any time uh, left after you travel and everything, what else do you like to do? Is there anything else that you're passionate about or that you just enjoy doing? <laughs> in, my, in, my, in my season? Yeah, I mean, in your spare time, whenever you have the time, when you're not, you know, occupied with basketball or soccer, whatever you do, anything else that you like to do? I would say if I end my season away from home, um, I would, during during practices, I'm like, I like playing video games. I like to um, watch watch a series. I'm not a movie person. Um, I like to walk my dog and have, like, <laughs> spend, spend time with my, my, my dog, but everything easy because you practice a lot. On days off, I love to go shopping with teammates, um, drink coffee, um, enjoy the sun, like do activities. I, I hate being in the house on my days off because that's been doing all week. Um, but my hobbies are actually just spend time with people. Like I love hanging around. I love being around people. Like when I'm home, home, when I'm not in my season, like I'll be going, traveling, city trips, um, partying. Uh, laying on the beach with my friends like everything will be done with people around me like I'm barely alone like if I have one night alone like oh I'm like it brings me back to to where I am holy friend home um 
but I'm just the one that enjoy life. Like if, if there's something to do and they call me, I'll, I'll always say yes. If I have time, like to go for a good dinner, like to have a drink, like I just enjoy life, enjoying life, talking, like being around my, my, my close persons. Um, I would say this is, this is who I am, you know, enjoying life, especially when, when basketball is over, I, I need my, my time <laughs> to, yeah. <laughs> to recover from uh, from living in this two hours, two hours game, sleep, eat, repeat, you know, that dedication, and then just let it, just not just enjoy life. I would say nothing. I don't really have hobbies. I don't paint, or I don't. I don't know. I don't have. No, I really have nothing. I cannot even think about anything. Cooking. I'm just not even good in cooking, so I wouldn't say cooking <laughs> either. Um, I'd rather go for a good dinner than cook my own meal and enjoy it. Oof, I hate cooking. Okay. so yeah. yeah hanging out with others finding that balance that you spoke about that's important yeah too. just yeah i'm an only child so i always always look for my friends yeah that's awesome yeah that sounds really good i really only had one question left and it's you know if anybody wants to get in contact with you or follow you where can they where can they do that yeah they can just um slide in my dm on instagram <laughs> like i almost uh, always answer if it's not a weird question i'll always be open to um uh, to answer so this is julie 35 on instagram is the actually the only platform that i'm really in, intensively on i don't really have twitter i don't have facebook and all of that like i don't really like those divide i like instagram because i feel like it's a platform where you can reach out to people quite easily so you can always ask me there anything they want like i'm very open to, to have a chat with anybody about um their careers or whatever questions they have about their dreams like i would love to inspire people as much as i can Okay, perfect. It's on Instagram. We'll put the, the link as well in the description so people can reach out to you perfect. and follow you yeah, in the future, of course. Um, yeah, dope. I just wanted to say to say thank you, really, Julie. It's been, you know, super nice to speak with you. It feels like it's five minutes, but we've been speaking for, for a long time. And um, yeah. yeah, you've been very, you know, open and honest, like you say, sharing a lot. And yeah, we, we appreciate that. And I think that people who listen will have a lot of good things to take away from, from this conversation. Um, I know I have a lot of good things that I can take away and, and apply to my life. So that's, yeah, that's, that's really good. So thank you again. We, we really appreciate it and, and wish you all the best of, best of luck. We'll follow you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe and give us five stars. It's really important for us. You can find all the links to Julie's social media in the description. And for more information about us and the podcast, follow us on Instagram at easypodcast underscore. See you next week. Mm-hmm.